The College Baseball Experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. All right, already, welcome back to a brand new episode of the College Baseball Experience. Good morning, College Baseball DGENs. I'm currently coming at you from the Eastern Time Zone at 5.45 a.m. You can thank your local sportsbook or just DraftKings because they didn't even put out odds until about 1 a.m. Uh, so it took me usually about three hours to handicap most of these games. And again, they put out... Uh, to begin, they put out SEC, ACC, Big Ten, Pac-12, and Big 12 games. So on here, I will be handicapping all of those. Uh, a couple more are trickling out um, as I was working on the slate, but I'm not going back. I like to do it in chronological order, and I already wrote them down in my notes. Speaking of, uh, yesterday, I'm wearing my Michigan hat today because my boys, the Wolverines, the boys in blue, proved me wrong, and I felt like I needed to honor that. So I've got the uh, U of M hat on my head. On the day, the picks from this podcast were three and three, so only plus 0.2 units, um, which in the grand scheme of things wasn't uh, amazing. Um, we had... So South Carolina started off the day. They lost LSU. Then we hit a bomb in Kansas uh, at plus 200. Uh, Virginia at minus 165. Again, that ACC tournament punt play. Uh, it's 2-0 and this year as Clemson at minus 135 came in on the money line for us. And then Washington minus 110. They were an absolute embarrassment. Uh, I think they lost like 17-4 to against UCLA. I, I didn't watch pretty much any game until the nightcap uh, of the SEC and the Big 12 tournaments because it was my mother's birthday yesterday. So I'm actually still feeling quite energized, even though it's 5.45 a.m. on the East because uh, just I was out running around with uh, some family and celebrating. And then the parlay didn't come through because Notre Dame lost to Pitt in the morning in the ACC tournament. Uh, but Stanford won at night. So if you decided to just play the trees on the money line there, that was good enough. Or if you went with the other two parlay pieces that I had named other than Notre Dame, it was Virginia, Stanford, that parlay would have won. So in total, 15 games I talked about on the podcast yesterday. My picks went 9-6 and six on the website. You can view all of my college baseball picks for group of uh, for the mid major games that are also played, um, and these uh, high major games that I also input on there on the site. Every game that was bettable yesterday, my record was twenty nine and twenty two, twenty nine and twenty two. So that's two straight winning days here in the postseason, uh, and two straight winning days with that picks page. So it it allows me to just put the picks out there. I don't have to talk about them on the podcast because it would take me about 15 minutes to handicap each of those games and write out uh, what I'm thinking. Whereas literally it would take me five minutes to go check who I think is pitching. And uh, I'm betting mostly on recent form for most of these teams. And so far it's been quite well uh, done quite well. So yeah, uh, I think I got most of what I wanted to say out early on in the spot. So um, before we jump into today's games, let me tell you again, once again, about Edge Boost. Uh, if you're not signed up for them, you're missing out currently. Edge Boost is the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. Similar, similar to buy now, pay later programs, Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest 
and you can pay back the advance over four equal weekly installments. That's right, 0% interest. Simply deposit the funds into your account and EdgeBoost will match your deposit so you can use two times the funds on any legal sports book. Uh, so Edge currently offers up to 2500 in advances, so you can get up to 2500 additional money into your bankroll. My, uh, We're going to include my whole betting card at the end of the day. You can use... Uh, edge boost on any of the locks that I give out at the end of the pod. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. You must be 21 years or older to use this. Only valid in legal gambling states. And if you have a problem gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, so shout out to Starvin Hagler. I believe he was in here before we even went live. So uh, shout out to you. Uh, watching on YouTube live here at 5.50 a.m., your real one. Jumping into the slate here, we begin at uh, 10 a.m. in the Big 12 tournament where Kansas State is plus 155 on the money line against Texas minus 190. I don't have confirmed starters on this matchup, so it makes me have to project uh, the pitchers here. This is an elimination game, so I think it's going to be all hands on deck for both Kansas state and texas but k-state especially because they are on the ncaa tournament bubble texas should also feel the need to win this game but uh because they're not cemented in as a top 16 seed uh to host in the ncaa tournament uh, i project that kansas state will start their number two starter herman fallardo uh he last pitched on friday so this would be five days of rest um, which matches what the cats did with their ace barema so that's going to be a current trend throughout the pod. I'll mention like, hey, they started on Friday, and usually if that's the case uh, and they're starting here on Thursday, that means that they started last week's Thursday, uh, Thursday starter on Wednesday this week. So they're just going on five days rest for most of them. Um, so, I, again, there's like 15 games on here that I handicapped, and that was – uh, the case for many of them on the year Fayardo is three and four with a 614 ERA 59 strikeouts 36 walks in 66 innings pitched same situation for Texas which makes me project that their SP2 LeBaron Johnson Jr. the sophomore righty is seven and two with a 281 ERA 84 strikeouts 31 walks in 67.1 innings pitched these two pitchers have had very different uh, trajectories lately Fayardo is uh, has a 9.36 ERA in his last four appearances, where Johnson has a 1.89 ERA in his last five starts. I think this is an amazing parlay piece for Thursday. In my opinion, Texas minus 190 is a slam. Um, then at 10:30 a.m. in the SEC tournament, Texas A&M is plus 115 against South Carolina minus 145. We have a confirmed pitching matchup here. The Aggies will start Justin Lampkin. The freshman lefty is 2-3 and three on the year with a 639 ERA, 65 strikeouts, 25 walks in 50.2 innings pitched. And for South Carolina, it will be Jack Mahoney, and he is 6-2 and two with a 373 ERA, 72 strikeouts, 23 walks in 70 innings pitched. This is all South Carolina here for me. I really believe in their healthy lineup that put up 10 runs in the first game of the, this tournament, whereas the Aggies, they have... They had an outstanding outing from Wansing in game one to get themselves here. Uh, their offense really hasn't done anything too special. And in fact, the Aggies, they have the second worst batting average in the conference um, in a ballpark that like the Hoover Met, uh, you're not going to be able to hit 
many home runs out of here. We've only really seen one home run a game um, so far through the SEC tournament. It's a big, uh, it's a big pitcher's park. So I have to favor the team with the better starter on the mound. So give me South Carolina at minus 145. Then in Omaha at 11 a.m., we have Michigan State plus 120 against Rutgers minus 150. Uh, we have a sort of we have a confirmed starting pitcher matchup here in this one as the starter uh, Spartans will start Andrew Carson. And my high school t- teammate is the cousin of this kid. Carson is a senior righty with a three and four record, 391 ERA and five starts this season, 50.2 innings pitched, 47 strikeouts, 23 walks. He has a seven ERA in his last three appearances. And the Scarlet Knights will start Drew Conover. He's five and four on the year with a 450 ERA, 79 strikeouts, 43 walks in 64 innings pitched. Both of these teams uh, battled in their first games. Sparty, they went to Piscataway and took two of three from Rutgers earlier in the season. So at plus money, uh, that's my pick because I, you know, it, it's tough to get behind. Carson's recent form, but if Sparty's hitting, which they actually didn't really get rolling against Maryland, I think they only scored two runs, but it was like a three-two ball game. They were in it. Uh, I think that they have a fighting chance here at plus money. So I think State's the pick there. At 11 a.m. in the ACC tournament, it's Pitt plus 285 against Wake Forest. Uh, Pitt's media recap from the Notre Dame game earlier on Wednesday predicted that the pitching matchup will be Logan Evans against Rhett Lauder. So I'm going with that. Rhett Lauder was the easy one to predict. Logan Evans for Pitt does help a lot here. Evans has a 5-2 and two record for Pitt this year with a 590 ERA, 42 strikeouts, 16 walks in 46 innings pitched. Evans has pitched five innings in each of his last four starts. He has a 383 ERA, so he's actually in pretty good form here. And Louder, on the other hand, was just awarded with the ACC Pitcher of the Year award for the second year in a row during this week. So my only hang-up here is could this – like obviously Wake Forest is the number one team in the country. This is going to be a parlay piece for many people. Could it be a little bit of a hangover spot after uh, louder got the reward? The team did a really nice thing and they get, they all made a bunch of statements. They put together a video to celebrate with him. But uh, I mean, he's been dominant he's got a 12 and 0 record with a 173 ERA, 108 strikeouts, 17 walks and 88.2 innings pitched this year. So happy Rhett Lauder day to those who celebrate uh, Wake Forest is going to be my pick here. But I think Pitt was playing in these. Uh, I, I like the way that Pitt is playing in these ACC tournament games lately. Last year, they won their pool. They went 2 and 0 and they went to the semifinals. This year, they started 1 and 0 again. Uh I'm going to say this, proceed with caution if you're going to bet on Wake Forest. At 1 o'clock p.m. in the Pac-12 tournament, Arizona State is plus 105 against Oregon State minus 135. There wasn't starting pitchers announced for either team, so I'm going to have to project the matchup here. Last Thursday, Timmy Manning started for Arizona State. He would be on normal rest uh, going again this Thursday if that's the case. However, Manning is... uh, Owen uh, Manning is only oh, uh, one and four on the year with a 751 ERA with the season on the line. Cause Arizona state, I think would be out of the current NCAA tournament field if the season ended today. Uh, if the season was on the line, 
the season could end today. I don't think if I were the Sun Belt, uh, Sun Devils, I would start Manning. I would actually start Ross Dunn, who would be on five days rest, which is just fine. Um, he threw 90 pitches last Friday, and on the season, Doss, uh, Russ Dunn has been their best pitcher, but he still only has a 4-6 and six record, a 4.27 ERA, 84 strikeouts, 44 walks, in 65.1 innings pitched. Dunn has pitched much better recently, but the Beavers, they did score seven runs against him in four innings. Um, for what it's worth, the Beavs scored four in two innings against Manning the time they saw them earlier, the time that they saw him earlier this season. Um, Fair started on Wednesday for Oregon State. So if the trend continues, I think that Oregon State would start sophomore Jacob Kamatz. The righty is five and four with a 471 ERA, 61 strikeouts, 26 walks in 72.2 innings pitched against Arizona State. Kamatz threw five innings and gave up three runs. I feel pretty good about Oregon State in this game, but I'm going to ultimately not bet it just because it's not a good enough feeling to bet. Uh, place a minus 135 bet on a game that I really don't know 100% who is starting for these teams. At 1.30 p.m., we go back to the Big 12 tournament in Arlington, Texas, where West Virginia is minus 105 against Oklahoma State, minus 125. This game has huge implications in the Big 12. Both these teams lost their first game here in the Big 12 tournament, and they're both competing to be a top 16 seed in the NCAA tournament to host a regional, but honestly, both of their RPIs, I don't know if they are good enough. So it's going to be a tight one, and I think that it's going to be, again, all hands on deck here in the Big 12 tournament for these two teams. There are no confirmed starting pitchers here, so in a must-win elimination game, I think both teams have to have their aces available here because they did not pitch them in the first game of the Big 12 tournament. Uh, I want to see West Virginia's Blaine Traxel against Oklahoma State's uh, Jerron Watts, Bra- uh, Watts Brown. On the season, Traxel is 7-5 with a 379 ERA, 71 strikeouts, 20 walks in 99.2 innings pitched. And Watts Brown is 5-4 and four with a 468 ERA, 108 strikeouts, 43 walks in 73 innings pitched. This is ultimately all speculation, so I'm not going to go too much more into depth. But I really want to watch a battle between aces, but my money definitely won't be on a side here. Um, look into the under, though, because all 14 games of this tournament last year totaled 13 or fewer runs. I know there were four games yesterday, only two of them. Uh, went under two of them went over TCU scored 16 runs by themselves but it's still a really good trend and in a ace battle yeah give me the under here and for a lean I'm gonna go with West Virginia because if Traxel's on the mound that's been one of my favorite starters to watch all season long he's a guy that kind of reminds me of myself with a weird arm angle and he's not an athletic looking body but he gets the job done so I love Traxel um, and I'm gonna back him in West Virginia here. Um, Before we move on, let me tell you more about Shady Rays because SGPN is teaming up with them for Shady May. Not only do you get an amazing 50% off, but you also have the chance to win $500. Shady Rays has you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, 
customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays has durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us that they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. If you don't love them, exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. And for our international listeners, Shady Rays has you covered as well with shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the United Kingdom. So go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. And remember, May is almost over, so make sure to take your receipt to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Shady for your chance to win the $500 Shady uh, Shady May contest. Okay, back to the games here. I got a flip page. I'm going to actually grab a drink here, too. Um, at 3 o'clock, we head over to Omaha, Nebraska for the Big Ten tournament where Iowa is minus 135 against Indiana, plus 105. Honestly, circle this one on the day. This is going to be one of the best games all day long. Uh, there's not a confirmed pitching matchup here for this game yet, but I think both teams are going to throw some of their best for the Hoosiers. I project that Luke Sennard will throw here. Um, he started last Thursday, so he would be on full rest here on the year. Sennard is six and three with a 448 ERA, 104 strikeouts, 23 walks in 78.1 innings. And I project that the Hawkeyes will not start Brody Breck on four days rest he pitched last saturday uh, instead they're going to start ty langenberg who's on five re- five days rest i think i think they'll go with langenberg here langenberg is five and three with 450 era 71 strikeouts 28 walks and 64 innings pitched both of these pitch- pitchers pitched outstanding against each other's teams the last time they faced uh, earlier this season as Langenberg threw 5.1 innings scoreless versus Indiana and Sennard threw six scoreless with a dozen punchies. Indiana won that game 4-2. to two. Uh, They also took two of three in that series from Iowa in Bloomington. I question why the Hoosiers are at plus money here. Both of these offenses are very similar to each other. Uh, but Keaton Anthony still has not returned for Iowa after that gambling report earlier this month, which is pretty disappointing. Uh, I thought that he would be back for the postseason after missing 10 games so far, but uh, he's Iowa's best hitter. This is the only edge that I could really find between the two teams. So my pick here is going to be Indiana plus 105. Um, Then at 3 o'clock p.m., Uh, In the ACC tournament, North Carolina is plus 115 against Virginia, minus 145. We are back to confirmed pitching matchups here as I'm I'm definitely not complaining about that either. Uh, The Tar Heels will give the ball to Jake Knapp, who's four and three with a 511 ERA, 55 strikeouts, 31 walks, 56.1 innings. Knapp has a 462 ERA in his last four starts. Connolly. Early will bump for the Cavs. The transfer out of Army has been stellar this season, mostly pitching in the midweek games. He has a 10 and 1 record with a 318 ERA, 78 strikeouts, 15 walks in 65 innings pitched. But you have to read between the lines. Early has made three starts against ACC teams so far this season. He pitched against Virginia Tech, Louisville, and Georgia Tech. Ironically, Those are three of the four worst teams in the ACC. 
Early has a combined ERA of 831 in those three games, giving up 12 runs and 13 innings uh, against some of the worst teams in the ACC this year. The Tar Heels just put up 11 runs in their first game at the DBAP. It's an offensive environment, and I think the success for North Carolina continues. Give me them at plus 115. I think it's a great look, um, and I would also – prefer an over here good morning lane elliott he's back in the chat i think that's like three days in a row for him so shout out to lane uh real one uh team what would we call it during the college basketball season i think we called it sgpnu love the chat um then at five o'clock p.m in the big 12 tournament kansas is plus 185 on the money line Thank the Lord for the Jayhawks, plus 200 yesterday. Uh, great W. They're taking on TCU, minus 230. Uh, the Horn Frogs lineup is they absolutely love hitting in Globe Life Park because they destroyed K-State yesterday, 16-3. The Frogs are 9-1 and in their last 10 games, and they're averaging 13 runs scored in Globe Life Park this season. It's absolutely nuts. They started off the year in a three-game tournament. Uh, it was like the college classic or something like that. They were putting up mad runs in that game. Then in the last game they had 16. So they're averaging 13 runs in the stadium and it's a pitcher's park. Uh, there's no confirmed pitchers for this game. So I'm going to project that Hunter Cachero will make his eighth start for the Jayhawks this season. Uh, Cachero is three and one with a 6.75 ERA, 24 strikeouts, eight walks and 44 innings pitched. Um, Kishiro pitched last Friday, so that gives me uh, the idea that if they started Baumgartner on five days rest, they're going to start Kishiro here on five days rest. And he has a 1086 ERA in his last three starts. And then for TCU, I project that Cole Klecker will start. And the freshman righty is 9-4 and four on the year with a 384 ERA, 53 strikeouts, 24 walks in 72.2 innings. This is an absolute smash spot here for TCU's uh, TCU because their sticks are so hot right now and they don't have to waste. They didn't have to waste any uh, important relievers in that blowout win yesterday. So TCU, what little bullpen arms they have, they still have them available. I think it's a very nice parlay piece for Thursday. So TCU minus 230 has my full uh endorsement there jordan thackeray in the chat he goes love following these picks Go, keep up the good work bro thanks for tuning in jordan uh goes out uh i mean dude this is my only job so that's why i'm doing this in the middle of the night and i wouldn't have it any other way i really enjoy it uh thank you all for tuning in live at 5 30 p.m in the sec tournament oh baby it's LSU against Arkansas. The Tigers are minus 150. The Hogs are plus 120. We don't have a confirmed pitching matchup here, but every college baseball fan is hoping and praying that the stars align and we see LSU's Paul Skeens against Arkansas's Hagen Smith. The top two pitchers in the SEC on the top two teams in the SEC West Division. On the year, Skeens is 10 and 1 with a 177 ERA, 164 strikeouts. 15 walks in 86.2 innings earlier this season skeen started against the razorbacks and he surrendered just one run on two hits in seven innings the bullpen proceeded to give up nine runs and blow that win for skeens hagan smith is eight and one on the year with a 256 era 93 strikeouts 37 walks in 63.1 innings 
Hagen threw 4.2 innings of relief on that same day that Skeen started. Uh, Hagen gave up three runs via two home runs. I lean LSU here, uh, but I'm not going to bet it at minus 150 against Arkansas. I'm sorry, but that Paul Skeen's tax is just not worth it on a Thursday. So LSU, I think their offense, their offense went nuts in the first game against South Carolina. It's one of the best in the country, one of the best lineups in the country. And with Paul Skeen's on the mound, you just don't fade him. <laughs> uh, now, the strategy for Arkansas, like if, if you have a book that offers live odds, wait until maybe the sixth or the seventh inning when LSU's up, what? They're going to be up maybe 3 nothing, 3-2, 5-2, something like that. They'll be up probably three runs in the sixth or the seventh inning. If the possibility is there, jump on Arkansas at plus 350 live money line just flip a coin honestly with this lsu bullpen because they just started thatcher heard yesterday's game and he was their most reliable reliever a weekend ago they don't really have anybody that they can trust in the back end there so that's my that's my tip there i'm i'm not gonna fade lsu but then later in the game that's when you target it (laughs) um 5.30 p.m. in the Pac-12 tournament out in Scottsdale, Arizona. USC is minus 120 against Washington, minus 110. Washington got their asses kicked against UCLA, and their game write-up was very brief, (laughs) which is quite funny. USC didn't put out any projected starting pitcher either here, so I'm left to project this matchup. Uh, Blake Soderston through last Thursday. So on normal rest, I project him to start this game for the Trojans. The senior righty is four and three with a 382 ERA, 72 strikeouts, 30 walks in 68.1 innings. Uh, yesterday, I projected that Stu Fleslin, the third, would start. He didn't. And I haven't seen any in for injury information. So I'm going to project him to start here on Thursday, too. Flesland is 6-2 with a 397 ERA. Usually the 1-0 teams beat the 0-1 teams in the ACC pool play tournament. That trend is now 0-1 in the Pac-12 tournament because Washington uh, blew it. Uh, didn't even show up to that first game against uh, UCLA. So maybe if Washington tucks their tails between their legs, they head back to Seattle 0-2. My pick here is USC minus 120. But honestly, if Flesland starts... The Huskies have a fighting chance to win this game. Uh, the chat, more people are jumping in here at 6.10 a.m. Eastern. Shout out to Easy Eagles. He totally agrees on that Arkansas LSU handicap. We have uh, a couple of people in the Twitch chat, actually. Um, and shout out to Kramer and Sean, who I was on the podcast. I was on Sports Gambling Podcast two, uh, a night ago, actually, yet just yesterday. And... Uh, they were asking if any sickos were jumping into the chat in the early mornings. Well, we've already got a guy asking for feet picks. So shout out to those sickos. And then Josh Cantu jumped in here too. If there's an under out there for LSU game, do we hit it? Um, the only thing is, is like that bullpen gave up nine runs in a schemes gem earlier this year against Arkansas. However, it would have to it would have to depend on where that number comes out because I would expect it probably be at like eleven and a half with two of the best pitchers in the SEC. This tournament has been pretty good for the under. I think it's like six and two in the eight games so far. So that's not a bad look at all. 
Um, and then Josh Cantu also says, uh, thank you for all the picks. You handicapping every game is awesome. Thanks, man. Hey, it's it's my only job right now, so I'm able to just completely screw around with my sleep schedule and handicap these games during the middle of the night. And also, I've gotten a couple of DMs throughout the day. I sleep from like 10 to not 10. I sleep from about 7 in the morning to 2.30, 3 o'clock. So I kind of, I do it for the people. I miss out on the first day, on the first window of games uh, throughout the postseason. But uh, yeah, I, I find it fun. So I program tweets to send out the picks uh, prior to game times. I usually do it like 15 to uh, half hour uh, before the game time. Uh, so people that don't listen to the pod can find it. But now those people that don't listen to the pod can view it on our website for free, sportsgamblingpodcast.com, college baseball picks. It's under the MLB tab. You can view it for free. Even my picks on mid-major games are located there. So for free, check it out. Uh, we've had two winning days so far to start off postseason. Starvin Hagler in the YouTube chat goes, seems like all college bullpens are crapshoots. Most of them kind of are. I'm not going to lie. There are a couple of you really only have like a, a standard college baseball team really only has two good arms in the bullpen. So you got to you got to have a couple of dependable starters to get you through. Um, and that's that's a really good strategy that we use during the regionals and the uh, first round of the college world series. Cause in those four team double elimination and pool play games, you could play up to five games in a three day span and you have to count or like at least check pitch counts for a lot of these pitchers, because if they're using their relievers for about 30 pitches one day, usually they have to take a, a day off because the arm just can't take it. Um, and Honestly, if you're throwing it on, if they're throwing them on short rest, it's just risky for the health of the player. Easy Eagles, he goes, we'll be sure to check it out on, I'm assuming the pitch picks page online. He says, we're killing it. So thank you, Easy Eagles. Uh, and jumping into the ACC tournament here again at 7 p.m. We got four games left. It's Miami minus 125 against NC State minus 105. The Wolfpack enter this game 1-0 in the ACC tournament so far, so this is not a punt play scenario. We don't have confirmed pitchers here, so I have to project this one. And it was kind of tough. Uh, and speaking of the regional scene where you have to count uh, like how many pitchers are uh, throwing how many pitches and what kind of rest they'll be on, NC State threw all all three of their top starters, all three of their weekend starters in game one against Duke. And uh, it was tough to project a starting pitcher here because on Tuesday against Duke, Matt Willidson started the game. He threw about 60 pitches. Then Dom Fritton and Logan Whitaker relieved him with more than 35 pitches, both of them. So I think that 2021 college baseball postseason legend Sam Heifel could get the start here on the year. He's six and two as a reliever with a 394 ERA. He does have four starts on the season, 43 strikeouts, 17 walks in 48 innings pitched. Heifel has a 380 ERA over the last month. So he's been in great form recently. And for Miami gauge zeal uh, started last Thursday. So I think he'll get the nod here. Zeal is seven and four on the year with a 465 ERA, 88 strikeouts, 18 walks in 81.1 innings in general. Uh, 
both of these teams have been pretty Jekyll and Hyde this season, so it's tough to pick a game that doesn't really have confirmed starting pitchers. I lean NC State here just because I think that they're comfortable in this ACC tournament. Last year, they went 2-0 in their pool. They went all the way to the championship game. They lost a nail-biter there, uh, and they got fucked by the NCAA tournament committee. They got left out of the uh, bracket. I don't think that team wants to feel that taste again. I don't think they want I think they want to stick it to the NCAA. I think they want to win this conference tournament, not even leave it up to them uh, to leave them out of the uh, tournament again because they once again find themselves on the bubble. Uh, so I lean NC State, but love the over. <laughs> ACC tournaments uh, overs have been nuts. Moneyline Ed says, you are the man, Noah. Let's go, Moneyline Ed. We've got three more games on the slate uh, at 7 o'clock. In the Big Ten tournament, Nebraska is my is plus one hundred five on the money line. Maryland is minus one thirty five. We have confirmed starting pitchers here in Omaha. Nebraska will start Jace Kaminska, who's seven and three on the year with a four thirty six ERA, fifty two strikeouts, thirteen walks in sixty six innings. On May sixth, Kaminska faced Maryland, and the Terps put up seven runs in four innings. Maryland will start Nick Dean, who's three and one on the season with a 5.20 ERA, 68 strikeouts, 27 walks in 64 innings pitched. And on Cinco de Mayo, he did face Nebraska. He only gave up two runs in four innings. But his two most recent starts since Dean has an ERA of 15.18. So 15.18 is his ERA in his two starts against Minnesota and Penn State. Those are the most two two most recent starts here. So honestly, Nick Dean was a guy that we were all really, really, really looking upon highly uh, last season. Last season, he was the ace going into the year. He didn't pitch pretty well. He didn't pitch well. Uh, and then again, this year, we were hoping for a bounce back year, and it just Hasn't quite happened. He's not in good form lately. So I'm staying away from this game, but I think both offenses might put up a good amount of runs. So I lean Terps, and I like the over. Uh, 8.30 p.m. I lied. We have three more games now. 8.30 p.m. Oakland. Uh, Oakland. Jesus Christ. It's not the MLB, and that team sucks. Uh, Oklahoma is plus 110 against Texas Tech, who's minus 140. The pitchers have not been confirmed for this game, but the Sooners are in a really, really good spot. Yesterday, I projected that their ace, Braden Carmichael, could get the start, but he did not. So that allows him to throw today on full rest. Carmichael is 7-0 with a 325 ERA, 57 strikeouts, 12 walks, and 69.1 innings pitched. Barring an injury, which I didn't hear any injury news, I feel pretty good about Carmichael making the start here. And for the Red Raiders, I think they'll start Trenton Parrish who's 3-2 and two with a 6 ERA and 9 starts this season, 57 innings, 50 strikeouts, 35 walks. He started last Friday, so that would put him on five days rest. I feel pretty good about this prediction. Both of these guys are on full rest, and OU's ace, Carmichael, if he throws, minus one, uh, plus 110 is a great price. That's not where it's going to get closed at. Oklahoma will probably close minus money. I like the Sooners here. Uh, because their ace will throw this game on full rest. He's gonna he's gonna throw. Um, I feel really damn good about that. Uh, at nine o'clock p.m., uh, the ultimate uh, the penultimate game. Shout out to Malcolm. The ultimate pen uh, is Vanderbilt minus one ten against Florida minus one twenty. There are no confirmed pitchers for this game, 
And actually, at the end of the night, Tim Corbin was on SEC Now, and they asked him who the starting pitcher was. They asked him if Devin Fattrell would start, and he immediately shot the idea down. So Carter Holton, he's injured right now, uh, and they said that Hunter Owen is a little bit more ready than him earlier this weekend before the SEC tournament even began. So the idea that Corbin shot down Fatrell must mean that we see Hunter Owens start on Thursday night. Owens 4 and 0 with a 3.16 ERA this season, 67 strikeouts, 16 walks and 57 innings pitched. This would be his first start since May 5th due to injury. Carter Holton is still hurt, so yeah, I think Owen could start this game if it's not going to be Fatrell. And then for Florida, I think it's going to be Brandon Sprout. He started last Thursday, so Sprout's on full rest and he is seven and three on the year with a 4.85 ERA, um, 100 strikeouts, 35 walks, and 78 innings pitched. Two weeks ago, he threw six scoreless innings against the Vandy Boys. Therefore, I think this is a good bet if he faces a pitcher who hasn't started in three weeks. Obviously, I want to know because if that's Futrell there, then I think this is a total coin flip game. But if Futrell doesn't start and Owen does, I think it's a nice spot to fade him. Uh, last game of the night at 10 p.m. in the Pac-12 tournament. Uh, Oregon is plus 100 against Stanford, minus 130. The Cardinals scored 10 runs in the 8th and ninth innings to beat Cal Wednesday night, and now they've locked up a spot in the semifinals. The way that the Pac-12 tournament works is that there's three pools of three teams, and then there's one wild. So the three winners of those pools move on to the semifinals, and there's one wild card that moves on to the top four as well if stanford goes one and one they have the tiebreaker because the highest seeded team in the pac-12 tournament that's one and one gets in so stanford really does not have to try too hard to win this game because they know that if they do go one and one they are locked in to the semifinals so being that there are no confirmed pitchers i think that Stanford is going to pass on starting Quinn Matthews, who's been their ace and really their most reliable pitcher in general. Um, outside of him, it feels like kind of LSU of the West. Uh, Oregon's rotation is so banged up too right now with injuries. It's hard to project a starter, but I think that Turner Spoliark, uh will start. Uh, he started last Friday. He threw seven scoreless against Utah. And on the season, the freshman is 5-0 with a 5.63 ERA, 25 strikeouts, 18 walks, and 40 innings pitched. This would only be his uh, fifth season. I think it was his fifth start of the season. So obviously check the pitching matchup for this one. If Matthews starts, Stanford's a bet at minus 130. But I really don't think that Matthews is going to start here because they would just probably start him or prefer to start him in the semifinal on on Friday. Um, so if if that's that should be the case, I think uh, with a semifinal game on Friday, I think that they'll choose to throw Quinn Matthews that day. And then the week after, the regional will start on Friday and use your ace in that game. So it's really not affecting Matthews at all if they wait on him. Uh, plus, I think he threw last Friday. So he would be going on only five days rest if he starts on Thursday. So. I think they just let him start on Friday here. Uh, so if 
he does start on Thursday. Stanford's a bet at minus 130. If he does not, the Oregon Ducks are my pick at plus 100. <coughs> Sorry, but plus 100 is not great value at fading Stanford here. So I'm not going to bet it, but Oregon would be my pick if Matthews is not on the mound. And that does it for the pod uh, for the picks. Now we're going to go to the betting card uh, just and review some of my favorite bets of the day. My uh, edge boost pick of the day, which you can use our code SGPN there, uh, and you can double your bet. So uh, it, it basically works like a Visa card. <laughs> and my pick there, my favorite bet of the day, is Oklahoma at plus 110. Uh, it's a starting pitcher mismatch as OU's ace, uh, Carmichael will start this game and he's going up against Texas Tech's uh, second best starter in Parrish who has a six ERA. Carmichael would be on full rest. I don't know why you wouldn't use him here. So <clears throat> give me the Sooners at plus 110. The other two straights that I have for Thursday are South Carolina at minus 145 against Texas A&M. Jack Mahoney has been really good for the Cox lately and A&M's offense Hasn't really impressed me too much. And then the third bet that we have of the day is plus 115 on North Carolina. I just need to see Connolly early pitch well against an a ACC team. I really like that handicap that I had. Uh, it, it was, again, I need to find this number. Uh, in three starts against ACC teams, he faced – Virginia Tech, Louisville, and Georgia Tech. Those are three of the four worst teams in the ACC. And early had a combined ERA of 831. He gave up 12 runs in 13 innings. So I really like the way that Tar Heels swung the bats early in game one of this ACC tournament. The overs really play here. Um, that's a game that I like the over as well. But plus 115, I think there's good value uh, with the Tar Heels at plus money. Then for the podcast parlay. We lost it yesterday, so we're one and one in the postseason. But I'm going to take you to the Lone Star State plus one eighteen, uh, one unit on this to win one one and some change. It's Texas and TCU. I just think that both of these are huge starting pitcher mismatches. And TCU, uh, they're facing Kansas State's second best starter in Herman Fajardo. But their offense is rolling. They're averaging over 13 runs per game in Globe Life Park in four games this season. Um, and Texas, they get a great matchup against uh, Kansas State. Wait, did I just fuck that up? TCU is not playing Kansas State. They're playing Kansas. Sorry. Uh, and Kansas is still throwing their second-best starter. But uh, Hunter Cachero is the Jayhawks' second-best starter's name. He has a 10.86 ERA in his last three starts. So TCU minus 230 is the second leg of that parlay. The first leg is Texas against Kansas State. Texas is minus 190, and uh, Fajardo has a 9.36 ERA in his last four games. That's the starter for the Cats here. And LeBaron Johnson Jr. has a 189 ERA in his last five starts. So Texas, uh, Texas and TCU, I think that's a really good parlay at plus 118. Uh, Lane Elliott, one more comment in the chat at 625 a.m. Shout out to him. He goes, North Carolina got the W the other day. Yes, UNC uh, won. They, they were the team that beat 
NC State in the championship of the ACC tournament last year, I believe. Uh, that was another team that won their pool last year. So uh, they are very comfortable in playing in these pool play games in the ACC tournament. Uh, so give me the Tar Heels here. Uh, that does it for the picks on the pod. Um, plugs. So check out the picks page on sportsgamblingpodcast.com. It's college baseball picks. You can find it under the MLB tab um, or it's really cool. You can type in college baseball picks on Google and we're one of the first links that pop up. I put in all of these picks plus mid-major games, um, and we've had two winning days on that website picking every game that there's betting odds offered for it. So check that out. Um, check me out on Twitter at 77NB, the word 70, the number 7NB. I will be tweeting out totals that I find usually. So this is the policy. You can hit me up all you want but I'm asleep. <laughs> I, I sleep from probably seven to yesterday. I woke up at three o'clock, three thirty, something like that. Um, and that's when I'll respond. However, like Twitter's weird and my DMS have been awful through the last two months or whatever. I've just recently been able to open and reply. I used to be able to just only open them and I couldn't respond to people, which was really, really weird. Um, but now that's, that's fixed, but they still don't notify you when you get a new DM from somebody, uh, you have to go into the new requests and then accept it or whatever. But my DMS are open. I am free to talk to whoever, uh, and hit me up about anything. Uh, I was doing the same thing for college basketball as well. Uh, TikTok, uh, it's also 77NB. I will be posting stuff prior to the NCAA tournament beginning over there because um, I actually have somewhat of a good following on that profile somehow uh, from college basketball picks. Um, you can follow the show on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. Check out the college football experience. There was a new episode yesterday. Welcome Colby back to the States. Um, we'll get him on the podcast here uh, sometime soon. Uh, probably a reaction show of the NCAA tournament bracket being released on Memorial Day. That's probably one we'll get Colby here. Um, so they have a brand new episode out on the college football experience, college basketball experience, doing off-season off pods. Now that Colby's back, they'll be probably one a week, I think. Um, so shout out Moneyline Mac uh, there. He's doing also the NFL Gambling Podcast. So shout out them. Shout out the Sports Gambling Podcast who had me on the show just last night go check out that episode it's the last half hour we're talking about college baseball had a little fun on that show nascar gambling podcast golf gambling podcast f1 gambling podcast she pens great um what so josh Cantu just commented when will i post today's picks on the site after i place my bets for today and once i get this podcast uploaded to spotify and apple and all the good podcasting platforms out there for the people so yes that will be up in probably 15 minutes i gotta look through some of the games see who some of the mid-major teams are starting but yes that will be up probably about 7 a.m time uh so 6 30 a.m for your boy i'm signing off i gotta get the pod up games start at what 10 a.m today in the big 12 tournament it was texas and Kansas State, and we have a bet on that game. So I got to get everything ready to go. I got to program some tweets uh, to send out before that game. And yeah, uh, I, I don't think I have anything else to plug. Thank you guys for joining in live. Uh, of course, 
DraftKings didn't put out odds till one o'clock, so I couldn't start till one a.m. But you know, it was kind of fun having a couple of you guys in here live. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think the goal is to start it at five forty every day, but that is a positive to a negative. I really appreciate appreciate you guys jumping in here, interacting live. Uh, shout out to the boys, uh, SUPNU, love you all. Um, so yeah, with that. I think the show has to be over. I keep rambling on. I suck at outros, but thank you all for tuning in. Um, you've been experiencing the better side of college baseball with the college baseball experience. Uh, adios, amigos. <laughs>